Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast, episode number 42, live from Eddie Head Stadium for the Bombers v Sainters. My name is Grant Hill, with me is Scotty. Hello everyone, and there's about 40 minutes to go to kickoff. It's quarter time, the score is 33 to 28. We just saw one of the most gutless acts you would ever want to see from Brown. So we are back at three quarter time, the score is 14, 13, 97. To 71052. Thank goodness the kiss cam is not on because I really, really hate that. And me and Grant don't want to kiss. And so far, it was pretty much what we call the David Myers third quarter. Uh, took over the game, basically. He was starring. So, uh, look, the game, we probably should be about 70 ahead. We've missed the last four or five shots, pretty easy shots. So, that's the only little bit of a disappointment. But we've got the game well in hand, feeling fairly comfortable. Happy with the footy snacks, and I pass it to the maestro. Yes, bombers up by the uh, the margin that we would have expected at this time. Like Scotty said, we missed a few, so we should be up by a lot more. It's kiss cam time. All right, damn it, damn it, kiss cam. Scotty, come here, come here, Scotty. No, bombers doing really well. Um, we kind of flicked the switch for a while there. Dave Myers through the third quarter was literally everywhere, bombing them from fifty, hitting targets. Oh. Just planted one massive kiss on some chick. Give her a kiss! Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. Back now in the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast studios. My name is Grant, with me is Scott. Hello everyone, and look, I have to say that we had quite a number of uh, audio clips from that game. Little did we know that we know so little about GarageBand and using it on an iPhone. Unfortunately, <laughs> the majority of it ends up on the cutting room floor. <laughs> yes. It was some of our best work. We thought we'd try something a little bit different uh, on this week's game, do a bit of live audio um, he thinks we'll do something really simple next <laughs> next time we do something like that, exactly. and not mess around with Garage Band. But uh, um, it was a look. It was a game of footy, really. It gave us a bit of a scare in the first quarter. Halfway into the second quarter, I'm looking at you, going, "Anytime now, boys, anytime." And then, sort of halfway through that second quarter, into the third, and then into the fourth, we we turned it on, beat the team by probably the amount of of, of points that we should have. Yeah, I was looking at one stage. The more we got injured, the better we, the, the better we played. We quite literally had nobody left on the bench. That was it. So yeah, it's uh, one of those games. I, it's actually a better win than you than probably uh, than you think because f- from what's happened during the game to the key personnel that's gone to the you know the we've only had fifty one interchange for the whole game, whereas the St. Kilda's had 90, so they should be, by rights, running over the ground a heck of a lot better than we are. Yeah, and he thinks the Sainters are real bad. Like, they're, they're no good. Well, they, the yeah, they they couldn't hit a target nah, for most of the night. So Sainters are no good. 
But that's not to downplay too much. We we had some really good contributors, and our and and to be honest, our pressure through Waller, Smith, and a few other guys really forced turnovers. Yep. So the the best part of the whole game is is similar to the Brisbane game, to recently the Suns game, is that we're turning up to these teams we should beat quite well. Yeah. yeah, and beating them quite well. Uh, even the Frio game to some extent. So. I'm really happy with that. I was sort of comfortable the whole second half. You could tell who, we were the much better team. We were going to create, gradually just keep increasing the lead. Uh, it probably just was a bit of a, a downer that we just had no one on the bench. Because the, the, the only frustration out, out of the game, really, is we had if we had a full team, we probably would have won by 80. Mm, yeah, I agree. And, and we probably needed a win by 80. Yeah, to pump up the, uh, to, the, to the pump percentage. Up the percentage. So that's look. That's any frustration, but from what happened in the game, I thought it was really good. The great signs for me coming out of the game was the three young midfielders when Parrish, McGrath, and Langford. Yep. Uh, obviously, we'll talk about people who you know who are now three twos and ones. But I thought those three guys for the first time all were in sync, like all were playing really, really good footy. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Andy Clean, McGrath yeah. especially. Andy McGrath with his thirty-three touches is. A nice little glimpse into the future. Yeah. Nice little glimpse. He went down back um, when Sadi and, and everybody got injured um, and Hooksy got injured. He went back down back and, again, that's another string to his bow. But 33 touches, 19 kicks, 14 handballs. Um, very good game from, from Andy McGrath. Very pleased. And, again, Scotty and I were talking about it. We've got, what, nine players greater than 20 possessions. And all of the players... McKenna, Hurley, Langford, Parrish, Smith, Myers, Heppel, McGrath, uh, and Merritt. They're all at the pointy end of the statistics. And they're yeah. all the blokes that you really seriously... And even Waller and, and those guys, they're really at the pointy end of the statistics where you want them to be. Yeah. And look, you consider Langford being off the ground for half a quarter with his, with his shoulder injury. Stinger. He's had two goals and what, 22 possessions, uh, seven marks, six tackles. I mean, he's done... A f- He's actually had a very, very good game. Mm, absolutely. He very is, resilient. He's, he's fitting in really well now. I thought Darcy Parrish, this is my honest opinion, was almost the best of the lot. And I know his possessions are 23. I just thought his pressure and his speed around the ground, that was probably one of the quickest games I've seen him run across yeah. the ground. And his clean hands were were a real highlight. It was He was really kicking the ball well. I thought he's strong over the ball. There is a play there that's coming through, and I still think it's a one preseason away from mm. his body being that total physicality yep. to not get bumped off the ball. But it was really good signs. I mean, if you talk about young guys as well, we'll talk about the Irishman later when we're talking about defenders. But we do have a really good young core coming through. Oh, tell you what, Conor McKenna now, like he's. I, I say you start mentioning apart from the. Um, the premierships. I say you start there. I say you start mentioning him in the same breath as um, Ty Canelli, because he mm. he's going to turn into a Ty Canelli without a shadow of a doubt. He's if he not knows, already. Yeah, if not already. I mean, he knows the he knows the game. He know he's incredibly talented with either foot. He's hitting people really pressure targets, mm. and he's hitting them lace out. Yeah. He's doing sneaky stuff like pinching balls off belly and. <laughs> running inside 50 and kicking goals. Yep. He's quick. He tackles. He's okay overhead. Look out, because Conor McKenna is a, is a real serious talent. Well, with Saad going down, he had to carry a lot of the weight for a run from yep. back. 
And he was like that. I think it was the. I'm not sure it was the end of the second quarter or third quarter, but he had like a six or seven minute sort of just burst. Dominating, where yeah. He must have affected three goals. Kicked one himself, but did almost two goal assists. And he, when he's really up and running, he's a fantastic player to watch. But it's amazing how much his kicking has come on. He's so skillful with his foot night now that uh, it's it's just a. You do wonder if there's a midfielder, future midfielder, but it depends on recruiting and trading too. Yeah, if, we, exactly. if we pick up, yeah. if we pick up a, a certain name that can, everyone's talking about and Shields, and then, Shields then yeah. yeah, then yeah, he probably stays but, I mean, where he is. But. The, the, the backline coach at Essendon and Wusher would be kind of loath to take him out of that backline at the moment. <laughs> Harvey, because he likes him down there. Yeah, he loves him <laughs> down there just quietly. But what we'll do is we'll take a quick break. Um, we'll come back. We'll head into the um, we'll head into the player reviews. Go mids, forwards, and backs, um, and we'll uh, we'll let you know what we think. Welcome back to the smooth sounds of the drive soundtrack. Great film, great soundtrack. Nice. All right. So review of the review of the uh, the players. We'll start off with the mids. Pretty, Zeret, <laughs> pretty dominant from everyone. Dominant everybody. Zeret McGrath, Dave Myers, special mention. Like his his last four or five games for me have been outstanding. He is. Oh, what a what a turnaround of events for yeah, Dave Myers. I mean, it was pretty much unanimous. Almost with people saying, you know, needs to make way for some young players. Yeah. <laughs> but now he's a uh, he's one actually the really strong over the body ball sorry over the ball leaders. Yeah. Uh, who's just got his weapon back in? in oh man, <laughs> he had two, that left boot. He man. had two sixty meter passes that you just like wow that <laughs> that that's how you break down a defense. And, and say, yeah, <laughs> and one one pass out of the back line. I remember he was he was close to us under the scoreboard. Yeah. Um, and uh, at the Lloyd end, and no, at the Fletcher end. Sorry. Um, and he's 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 looked up what half forward flank. He's looked up and literally off three steps proceeded to kick it to the forward, half forward yeah, flank. Stringer about 68 metres out. 60 odd metres <laughs> out. And he's just hit him diagonally, directly the length of the football field. Stringer didn't have to move other than just move backwards because it was going to go over his head. Um, David Myers, huge, huge game. Um, yeah, the left, the left leg. His stats are insane. Uh, but it's just so good because he's one of those guys that, like, you. you Everyone loves at the club. Great leader, great person. Yep. So I can't be more excited for him because underneath he just must be having this um, excitement and joy almost <laughs> about. There's more seasons in Dave too. I mean, he's he's not as young as springtime no more. But oh, there's got to be at least he a couple ain't going in him. anywhere if no, he's going to play like that. No way, mate. Mm. That's twenty nuts. And again, it's exactly the kind of player we need. We need the big body. We need the um, the hard to tackle kind of unit. Yeah. Um, Dyson Heppel, what more can you say? Like, seriously, could you ask for more from a captain? Yeah, I mean, you still got to remember he's still hindrant with a, with a slight injury, isn't he? Yep. So, I mean, he still gets the ball almost 30 times. Uh, look, I understand his left boot is not is not as yeah. clean as clean as it probably he would like. Yeah, it's, but it's the effort, the effort is elite. Yeah, uh, every contest, everything he does 
He's a hundred percent passion, and he's not built like he's a, he's a, a wiry looking unit, right? He's taller than you think when you yeah. stand next to him. But yeah. I mean, he's he's a wiry looking unit. Every time I see him, he's involved in the rough and tumble, and he's a he's he's definitely an incredible um, player to come into the club after Job. Yeah, I I couldn't be more proud of of him and and how he's performed this year. Uh, mainly as a captain, I would say. I, th- I think yeah. I think going into next year, we would have one of the strongest captains in the AFL, and I, and yeah, I, I truly believe that. Yeah. As far as where he wants this group to go, but especially like if you go down to the Saad incident, uh, where he's got knocked, he's got knocked down thirty-eight minutes after he's got rid of the ball. You um, dog brown. Uh, he's the first one there. First one to call the trainers. He's talking to Saad, calming him down, and then he just has this real leadership quality that's coming through. Where he's actually—you could tell with the rest of the the guys—they all care about each other at the moment. Yeah. There's a really good feeling at the so, club as far as the players being really unified, especially after goals and stuff. There's a lot of hugs, a lot of pats yeah. on the heads, a lot of a lot of players take the time and effort to get around each other and and really sort of. Um, give him the old pat on the bum and the big yeah. hug after a goal. So, or even after just tough acts like Sardi, and it's a, there's a lot of I think cohesion in the group at the moment. Yeah, you, you feel like they're they're on a mission at the moment, um, and it's probably look, it's probably a two three year mission. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But you sense that there's really good, probably the best feeling I've probably seen at the club for quite some time, as mm. far as a, a group of people having a purpose, committed to a game plan committed to a better structure and don't look now but I think all of those words you've just mentioned can be sort of brought into one in that word that you've been looking for Scotty the professionalism the, yeah exactly the consistency the the kind of Geelong in their heyday the sort of Brizzy Lion in their heydays the Hawthorns and like the real vicious kind of professionalism about the club now well I mean that's that's really how the last what 12 weeks have played out what we're nine wins and three losses all the nine wins have have come, you know. We've beaten four interstate. We've beaten the size we should. That's below us. Yep. We've beaten three above us, and we've lost to three above us. But you want to lose. You want to have a. You know, we've lost to Richmond in Collingwood and Hawthorne, and so even the Hawthorne game was fifty fifty. We've done pretty well. Like mm-hmm. Richmond, when when we played Richmond Collingwood, they were. They were, they were hot, hot. Yeah, yeah. Exactly right. yeah. And, and we just couldn't, we just couldn't counter it. But that's okay, you know. You still nine wins, three losses over a stretch yeah. of three months. Uh, you, but we're looking more like a professional outfit, and that's and that's the key part of of where 2019 is. I know the argument is that we have wasted quite a, you know, that start of the year, and, and I we did, and I, yeah, we both agree. We yeah. both, it's it's. It's it's exciting and frustrating at the same time. That's exactly right. Um, Love to get Wusher interviewed on how that works because I mean it's hmm. we we'd be what pretty close to first or second on the ladder right yeah. now if our if our second half was our first half of the year. I think the key shame for me is and 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 I'll be very honest with everyone. I don't believe we even if we got in we were going to win a grand final. I believe no, we're not at no, Richmond's so. level. No, no. But the, the key was that we needed to win a final or get some more experience. To elevate us and to get us to that next level, that was my just desire to get into the finals, to try and win a one or two finals, get get towards the deeper end, yep. and then have that real self belief. All right, we're not far away now, and we're a young squad. Yeah, 
Um, Devin Smith, again, missed the consistency. He just does it. Yeah, he's, it's these stats just are always always the same every week. It's eight or ten tackles. It's 24 possessions. Yep. It's, it's pressure. That's the thing. I mean, the pressure from, 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 from Merritt and Smith, Parrish, all those guys um, was just elite. Darcy, uh, brilliant. So, look, it's... Zach, you've got to mention Zach, man. Come on. We've got to give special mention to the top of the possession list again. Oh, well, he's he's just... Yeah, he's he's a gun. He's just... He's a, a dead set gun. gun. I mean, yeah. I, you know the thing. I'm not seeing him in, in super coaches on Buddy the Footy Shows. Uh, I can't believe that he's not in those in the stats on the Footy Shows because yeah. he's, he's missed the consistency he's everywhere. Still, he still gets... I still watch him. He still gets whacked hard off the ball, man. Yeah. He, get, he, he gets a lot of treatment off the ball. So his resurgence the last 10, 12 weeks, um, it's been fantastic because the opposition is still targeting him. And and he's getting a lot of hits to the head, and and they get missed a lot. He gets held a lot in contests, but he pushed. He's much better at pushing through that. Uh, let's go to our forward setup. Before we do that, yeah, David Zarakis. Oh well, it's just he had a quiet one. Yeah, yeah, he just didn't seem right the whole game. And I was talking to you before. I said he he looked like a player to me that had a bug or something like that. Or yeah, just, he didn't just look... didn't didn't seem himself. Yeah. Still, um, eighteen touches, yeah, not bad, but didn't, yeah, just wasn't, you know, just wasn't the Zaharakis we yeah. kind of expect, yeah. But you That's never, a weird one. it's one of those ones you go, you never know what behind the scene is. You don't know if yeah. he's coming off a cold, you know, all those little small things. Yeah. But he just seemed like he wasn't himself. Now, uh, I wanted to, I wanted to make make a controversial statement. Tell me if I'm, tell me if I'm right or wrong. Trav Collier, right? Mister mm-hmm. six possessions in a game coming back, and Mister nine possessions, and Mister ten possessions stuff. Is it just me, or is he consistently getting more possessions as he goes on? Seventeen now. He is. He had twenty three last week. He had seventeen. I will say though, he's got to clean up his ball use. Like he's fifty two percent efficiency. Oh, is he? Oh, I didn't see that. So, okay. There's a couple of plays where there was very obvious open leads, and he's pushing the ball. And, and look, it's it, it's always been Trav's issue. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, look, probably because of our injuries, there's a good chance he'll play next week. Yeah, I don't think a green or anything will really c- no, 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 come no. in. So, and and he's a, he can actually play quite well at the G sometimes when he with a bit of yeah, space. So true. he, he to, for me, he'll probably play. Um, Mitch Brown was a little bit more quiet than normal, but still fairly solid. Yeah, Mitch, he's not doing much wrong. I mean, I yeah, he's not setting the world on fire, but he's not no. he's not absent as well. It's I think of... he's quite a handy player to have in that side. I mean, yeah. he's 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 handy, he's versatile. He can go forward, he can go back, and I think um, what do you get? Uh, Fifteen, yeah, not bad. He's taking ten marks. Ten marks, 93 percent disposal efficiency. Uh, mate, that's a pass. And, that's no and again, remember we did this about a month ago. He again covered the covered more kilometres than the other any other Essendon player. Oh, really? It's a very unusual stat with Mitch Brown. And this is the thing that's got. To, I reckon that'll be on people's whiteboards, like the coaches' whiteboards, because that's showing effort. Like yeah. that is to to get around the ground more than anybody else is showing real serious Look, effort. And to be fair to him. He hasn't got the the chop out of Denahar or Stewart. No, or, he doesn't. Or, or Smack or anybody. Yeah, so he is a lone. I mean, outside of Stringer, who but Stringer plays probably a bit like a mid um, forward. He there's really he's the one that's going 
trying to mark and, and bring the ball to ground. So, so yeah, he, I thought, though, I mean, there's only one name you can, Waller. I mean, Waller, seven or, wow. eight, seven or eight tackles, five goals, 15 possession. I mean, just, I, I had him uh, as almost second or, or even best on ground. But, yeah. uh, but he's, he's perceived pressure when he's on. Oh, man. Just helps out and the side. And they kept giving him a go. They kept trying to get <laughs> past him. Two of the, I mean, you and I were laughing at the ground going... Why are these guys taking him on? They like, see him coming. Have they not seen every videotape of every Essendon game? And that's my point. The ones where they don't see him coming, right? When he runs around the back of a pack or something, and he's just literally quicker than them, and they, they think they're clear, and they get he gets them from behind. Uh, that one, they're fine. But when the ball's in dispute, and you, as a St. Kilda player, just you, you get it, and you think, oh, I'm half a chance here. And you see Waller ahead of you, and you think, oh, I've got him on a... I've got him on a step here. I'm going to give him a big step to the left. He won't see it coming. Yeah. <laughs> Waller's just... He's too good for that guy. Yeah. And he will drag you to the ground really quick. Yeah. So... Just a brilliant game from just him. Just an all-round game. And that's a... We, we always sort of... Scotty and I are maybe potentially seen as a bit harsh on Waller sometimes, saying that we want... He can go a bit absent every now and then. He yeah. gets his 12 touches, 15 touches and that sort of stuff. But he's, he's a little bit like Myers. His last month, he's growing and growing and growing. 100% agree, yeah. To being the weapon that he is. Yeah, and, and like just the, the, the defensive pressure and stuff is great. But those five goals, man, that's worth its weight in gold. Yeah, yeah. Look, I forgot to mention when we were talking about the mids, one pleasing aspect... Uh, and that's that the midfielders actually kicked combined six goals. So you had Langford kick two, yeah, you had Myers yeah. kick two, Heppel kick one, Smith kick one. That's a really big thing for the Essendon Football Club because we've always had an issue with midfielders kicking mm. goals, helping out where the Hawthorns and the other kind of sides do have that kind of weapon. Yeah, and it's um, the next step. It's the, it's the next step yeah. in a good football side. When it, the coaches can... Coaches can coach against Joey Danaher and they can coach against um, Jakey Stringer and that sort of stuff. But if they've got a coach against Kyle Langford kicking two goals and, and Waller kicking two goals, it makes us a hell of a different yeah. side. And Stringer's funny because you look at his stats and it's not you know it's not overly great. Uh, but he had a bigger presence than that. Like, exactly right. When I walked into this room, we, we were sitting here with the uh, with the microphones. I said, "Where's Jakey boy? The the four leaders are cream. Twelve touches." 12 but touches. He's man. like wealthy at the moment. He has a big presence on a game. He is. Huge. But, uh, yeah, it was a better game than those stats showed. Two and, and he probably probably missed it. He probably should have kicked about four, if, yeah. honestly, in the whole game. But he's he's had a fantastic year. Uh, oh, I've been mate, so impressed. The whole, the big, the, the, the triple S. It's been incredible. And Jakey, like you said, he's, gonna, he's probably going to win our um, goal-kicking list. Yeah, it's uh, it must be between him and... Uh, I don't know where Fantasia's at, but I'm sure yeah, it's, it's got to be it's got to be him. So um, yeah, I know he's kicked around about thirty. Yeah. So that's yeah, not bad, not, not bad, bad at all. So uh, and look, speaking of Fantasia, oh, so frustrating to have a last last quarter tight tight hammy because oh for yeah for us yeah. Oh, so it sounds like he's going to be out for a week or so. But... Yeah, I read today they're going to rest him for a week, but um, well, that's cool. I mean, like, he's. There's there's something underlying going on there with him, and I, he's I think, had one of those years, isn't he? Like yeah. he's a, he's been dynamite playing, but he keeps on getting every injured. time he touches the ball, he looks incredible. Just a fan, yeah. Um, what Who we'll else? do is we'll um, we'll take another break, take yeah. another break, and we'll come back and do the back line. Sounds good.
Welcome back from the London Philharmonic's cover version of the Metallica song Halo on Fire. <laughs> now then, the back line. How did we go, do you reckon, Scotty? Well, let's actually talk about our boy Aaron Francis. This is a nice start. Yeah. It, it was actually a pretty pleasing game from Aaron. Uh, I, I like that he went to Wusher after last week and said uh, that he was really, really angry and disappointed, um, but learnt a lot. Uh, so I'm glad also the coach gave him another yeah. week yep. to, to try and learn from that. And he played uh, a lot better, a lot tighter. Um, he still backs himself. But he had he led the side in one percenters, and that's a really pleasing aspect. Yep. He was punching the ball a heck of a lot, got to a lot of contests. Uh, really nice little blind turn, by the way. That yes, know. that running back, running yeah. back, running the blind turn. So his kicking was really, really impressive. So I, I was wrapped all around. Um, that's it. That's a good sign for him. He can only just keep building and building. Yeah. He's got a big week coming up. We'll talk about the game against Richmond. But oh man. But he has to get to that next level of intensity. Yeah, real quick. <laughs> real quick. You've got six days, dude. <laughs> so that's uh, a big, big test for him coming up. Uh, he'll really f- find out a lot about where he's at. Uh, Twin Towers? Look, I actually thought Hurley was good without starring. I actually... I love Hurley. Um, large man crush. Large-ish man crush. Um, Mr. Membry, I wouldn't say beat him... But he was a little quick for hurls. At some stage, yeah. Yeah, he was a little quick for hurls. And I guess this is the other thing too, is we're coming to the back end of the season and, and Hurls is probably tired. He's had he's gotta take all of the best defenders every single week and he's probably a bit tired. But I mean, memory was taken as much as he was taking grabs in front of Hurls and that sort of stuff, he was taking them up on well, the Well, yeah, I mean that's stuff. the that's the key. For for Hurley, he's memory kicks zero goals. So Tim Membry, he, yeah, he kicked yeah, two yeah. points, but yeah. um he got his a lot of his marks up around the wing. Um, it's just a Hurley. Sometimes it's just his timing and his punching was just a slightly off. Yeah, it was a little bit off. But he'll go back until halves. My opponent got no goals. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so yeah. he, you automatically win the contest no matter what's happened. Yeah. You can get he can get his fifteen touches well, on the f- wing. Twenty marks. That's not what he's. That's not what yeah. he's paid to do. He's that's paid exactly to, right. to get a score for Saint yeah. Kilda inside fifty. So you'd say he's won that. Hooker was solid as always, punching. But he was. He was an interesting one. Excuse me, whilst I cough, we'll edit this out in post. Hooksy <coughs> um, was an interesting one. They. Um, you. You should have said at the start of the game. Maybe we're a little tall down there. Yeah, we're a little tall in defence. I thought when they moved him forward, we actually we. Sh- we structured much better. Yeah, like we, I agree. We had a bit more. Yeah. So, and I think the club too. I think an important thing that I reckon, the, obviously, the club would know. But I think an important thing for our midfielders and our the likes of um, Raz running through the middle, or McGrath, or Sadi, or McKenna, or somebody like that. We really like to see a tall leading forward. Yeah. It squares us up. It it, it sort of straightens us up and gets our yeah. um, our eyes into the right area. So I think that's what Hooker does when he gets moved yeah. up there. And look, I will say, that, um, if we're just talking a little bit about the forward setup, our we've still got a little bit to go as far as coaching around the spare man back. So that first half, I just again like Hawthorne, I felt we didn't think through the situation well in the first half when they had Carlo as a spare man, and they were again just kicking a little bit too long and not lowering their eyes. And, and we just had... Remember, we had some stages where it felt like six or seven inside 50s in a row. Yeah. And it was just coming out as fast as it was coming in. 
And, and our inside 50 dis- uh, efficiency, I'd love to see what it is. Yeah. But I think it's just... It got better as the game went on. Yeah. I think we, we can still do absolutely our, do better there. It's a, it's a definitely a an off-season element yep. that we'll have to work on because it's it's clear that coaches now consistently think that's a tactic they can beat Essendon on. Yeah, I agree. And, and to be honest, we haven't dealt with it well as, as a club historically, so I understand, but we've got to continue to get better about how do we handle that. Yep. How do we lower our eyes coming out of the midfield more? But I can see that they're starting to do it. Like, I can see that they're trying to do small little kicks to try and get around that setup. So, at least I know they're working on it. Yeah, I can, yeah. I can, I can tell when the game's on that they're working on it. Second half, they clearly got around it quite yeah. fine. But it's just small things like that. Look, as far as our defense, we so much rely, and this game is a perfect example, when the midfield... Um, they so much rely, sorry, on how much the midfield puts pressure on. Yeah. So every first half we were we were a bit off and they yep. and they were all loose and then it opens up a whole defense and you can tell their def- their defenders guys are looking at the mids going hey what yeah. you know I don't I'm, not, I'm getting over these one on one yeah it doesn't matter if you've got sort of two all Australian defenders in hooks and hurls if the midfield if the opposition midfield gets free flow through the midfield and gets to lace it out to yep. the forwards then it's really hard for the forwards nowadays for the sorry defenders nowadays yeah and look as soon as we tightened up in the second half it was a, it's just a that's when we our defenders shine they got time because yeah. they're really good at their craft when they got time yeah. so Benny McNeese? uh probably in this solid phase um he does put his body on the line a lot. Does get to contests. Man's got uh, a got a shotgun for a left boot. Yeah, but he just needs to use it more. Like he's still. But I don't know if he had a specific role. He kind of had a. If I'm right, and I'll try and work it out, he was trying to sort of lock down Gresham for a bit, who's one of the more dangerous players, and I thought he did a d- decent enough job of that. So look, it's kind of like a, an okay mark. Mm. Uh, Bagley going down back once Saad got injured. Yep. I thought assured us a little bit better. Hey, again, really handy to Very have. Very flexible play to have now. Yeah. Uh, so Sardi and Goddard would have been two people we were talking about in this group, but um, and it's funny because both of their roles are such elite at cutting off. Like they both read the play really well. Yep. Um, so it did affect the side for the short a short period, but then we really professionally battled back and. and and assured things up. So, look, not much to say about the back line. I thought they performed pretty well. Look, we'll talk about the ruck. I thought Billy was really competitive. Uh, he's had such a good year. Uh, I've been wrapped with how he is playing as a, as a leader. And with small things like that, even when Saad going down, he again is the first guy to go to the guy who's knocked him out yeah, and, and kind and of represent the club yeah. and go and talk to him about it. Yeah. And, and uh, I like him as a team man. He, yeah. he he seems to be popular at the club, but he he, he did he, what he, he did what was required. There was I think I don't think their um, their ruckman was their first choice ruckman. No, um, and he was I think he was pretty young. So Belly did what he was what he was required to do, what he was supposed to do. And I guess yeah. you look at that game, and then you look at the Dogs game when we played um, the Dogs. Yeah, 
and Tim English, the little drink of water bloke that, that actually got the better of Belly, and you yeah. go, oh, Belly, that should never happen. It's good to see that when he comes up against games like um, like the, he did against St Kilda, he's palming the ball to people and, and doing what Belly should. Yeah. So, look, overall, it was a it was a really professional performance. I thought it was quite an even performance by most players, yeah. and they're the ones that the coaches really like. A lot went wrong. A lot of players had to get changed positions during the game. Sometimes it can unsettle the side. I thought we acted really maturely through that whole aspect of guys going down. Um, like when we're talking about Bagley changing roles, Hooker changing roles, people swapping from one end to the ground to the other. We did really well handling that yep. professionally. And, and I, I'm, I'm kind of wrapped with how the whole game went, to be honest. Now yeah. now we've got a big task, and we'll talk about that. <coughs> but keeping in mind, again, sorry to cough again, guys. Um Keeping in mind, we were playing St Kilda. Uh, St Kilda, oh, yeah. they're, they're, no they're, no, they're no good, right? So everybody, everybody, take a deep breath with the game. It's, it's, it was brilliant to see things like the individual performances, like, and these, are, I reckon, these are the things you kind of you can take out of these games against the real bottom sides. That unless it's Carlton, where you get beaten by them for bloody hell's sake. Um, but for games like where in a game like this where you're expected to win and you do win, it's really good. And I, I, sh- I bet you the coaches are looking at the likes of Connor and. And McGrath and and Jakey Stringer and McDonald Tip and Woody just to just to look at the individual performances of those guys and go, yeah. geez, there's, they learn a lot from these games with these individual um, individual performances against these lower sides. So Friday night against the Tigers. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I I watched a I just watched a, a quarter and a half of them playing the Suns, and they st- they still played the Suns like it was a final. Yeah, like it was a grand final. And they are yeah. they are really on song uh, this year. And uh, I, look, I'm not saying I'm going in with much confidence to be honest. No, but one thing is that we're playing a much better brand of footy, and and look, it's, we'll see how we go. I, uh, mate, look, we we. <laughs> It's going to be tough to win this game, uh, uh, guys. Um, but I think, because I mean, Richmond—if if I'm honest—they're on a—they're on a slightly larger step than us. They're—they're they're they're one more step up the ladder than us at the moment. But uh, I guess—and again, with Raz being out for yeah. another week, that doesn't help. And then, look, they've—like I said, the Tigers have had a dream run with injuries. Nobody, None unless their... unless I'm wildly mistaken, <laughs> I don't remember anybody. None of their big stars get injured. Here, no. Yeah. And someone like Jack Rewalt kicking a lazy 10 today. Um, again, it's, a go, it's Gold Coast, but wow. Um, big, it's good, but mind you, it's yeah. going to be a huge game at the G. Yeah. Um, maybe, I wonder if this would be any good. I wonder if it absolutely, like it did today, hammer down rain. Would that even up the... <laughs> even up the uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that plays out. We're not traditionally good in the rain, but I don't know. I wonder if they are. I think they're physically very strong, so I, I don't know if that yeah. really even plays. But I think the Fantasia loss... Is a big one. Yeah. Like, I think if the if we have a full squad that's been playing recently, I'm actually quite, you know, oh, let's take them on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, Who comes in? Anyone comes I, in? I'm going to assume Saad may get a week off with the concussion. Uh, I just got this I, funny I feeling bet here. You, well, yeah, they will. Yeah, and, and that's they're two big outs. Like they're yeah, I agree. So so who comes in? Well, Guelphie and Day, to me, come in. Yep. Uh, I'm not sure around that. I don't know. Guelphie It'll be interesting to see how the beautiful boys say. Yeah. Which one? Sorry? What? If, if we were to go to replace Saad, Guelphie or Day, who would you pick? 
I think they'll more do a put Guelphie towards the middle and put McGrath down to Sard's position. They'll just realign players. I think okay. Ma- I think McGrath will come off half back like Sard playing with McKenna, and I think at Guelphie they'll try yeah. and see if they can get him up and running it as a midfielder wing kind of role. Yeah, okay. But that's how I kind of see it. And and Day D or sorry, I shouldn't Day. say Day. It is it's D. Day. It's D. Is it D? It's D. Um, and I think D might come in. Uh, to try and show up the back line a bit, but it'll be interesting. I, like guys like Holly and a few others, I'm not sure. But again, inter- it's that hard thing though. How do you yeah. drop somebody after? Well, a we're, we've got so many injuries at the moment. It's, it's not like there's. I don't. I haven't felt in the VFL anyone banging down the no, door. No, 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 no. The only it. one who is is Zerk pl- Thatcher. No. Is it Zerk Thatcher? It's, no. Zirk, it's Zirk Thatcher, isn't it? <laughs> I know you really want him to play, but he won't play this it's, year. It's mate. It's the prime minister. But I think Laverde has played really well. He okay. played. We had. He had. Um. He played a kind of a midfieldy kind of role the yeah. previous week and had twenty odd touches and had like eight or nine clearances. Uh. So he could be handy for Raz running out of the yeah out of the fifty. So he may actually come in for like a Fantasia. If, okay. If he's playing, so you think he might try and play that role, not as, not to the quickness of no, but not. a different kind of role. But I think they'll just position people around a bit to try and. Work out what's the best structure yeah. we can have, and but, we're going to need it. So yeah. we're going to need the best structure we can find. But let's—I mean—just take the game on, boys. That's all. That's oh, all we man, ask. Absolutely, that's what I'm looking forward to. I mean, we—the the likelihood is extremely low that we play finals, right? So, yeah. like I said, if we lose against Richmond, then it's even more so. So I, I bet you the boys are going in just with. Let's throw everything we can against Richmond. Port, yeah. The Port Adelaide game, same deal. It'll be the last game for the season, most probably. Mm. Um, so they can go at it as hard as they possibly can. But this game, this is like... It's almost the last game of the season, and it's a game where you can... Um, uh, it's a game where you can really throw every last little bit of junk you got at them. Yeah. Just put one more really, really big effort against Richmond. Two more. I mean, you've got to do mm. another... Uh, game the next week but I mean geez, it'd be if you could throw everything you've got at this Richmond game and knock them off by four points oh baby yeah I mean it'd be what a, fan, a way to finish be, the year it'd be a huge win oh man you'd be going into 2019 really really confident and that's the thing man like if you if you get yeah, you could go and beat Port Adelaide the next week and but if you got beat by Port Adelaide the next week everybody's attention would be still on the Richmond game yeah. That'd be the great way to finish the year. Not with a loss to Port Adelaide, but um, the great way to finish the year. And, and actually winning a big marquee yeah. game against a rival. Yeah, oh, huge. struggled to do. That'd be massive. So, look, uh, there's not much else to say. Um, uh, really happy Hooksy didn't get reported. You, you missed this, but he did a little punch. I didn't actually see it, yeah. Yeah, uh, he could have gone either way. <laughs> okay. But he got a fine, so... Okay, uh, good, good. So, yeah, it's next Friday night. Essen and Richmond at the G. Essen and Richmond at the G. Big clash. Yeah. Uh, we'll obviously be doing the podcast sometime next weekend. Yep. Where can they find us, Scotty? On our Facebook page is always the best. You yep. can give us questions, make suggestions, do whatever you like. Yep. We're happy to answer and, and, and answer any questions on the show as well. Thank you, everybody, for um, for listening to the podcast too. We've uh, Again, numbers are, lo- are looking really good. Um, they're going up and up and up. Um, we're, we're really, uh, really appreciative of everybody that listens and the feedback that we get. Um, we love doing it, especially with, uh, doing fun stuff like recording it live at Eddie Head. So, uh, we really appreciate you listening. Yeah. So, uh, 
always uh, always click su- subscribe if you love the show on SoundCloud or on iTunes. Yep, that way we the comes through, the shows come through. You don't just, even have to remember. Just need to type in lunchtime catch up podcast. You'll find us pretty easy. Yep. Uh, we are trying to see if we can get on Spotify. I'm still trying to work that out, so we'll see how that goes. But thank you so much for all your loyalty and your support. We always very, very grateful. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll see you guys next week for hopefully a massive oh, man. lit off the little win. Oh, the, the, the little fairy tale. See you next week, guys. See you guys. <laughs>